plans for my crazy day. My packed commute. All those unread emails in my inbox. But I'm getting stronger, faster, and pushing myself further every day. I don't care if I'm not like everyone else. This punching bag is the best way to end my day. Fearless is knowing yoga isn't your style. That's the power of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Federal Employee Program. Learn more about our healthy benefits at fepblue.org slash get more. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily podcast on the Dallas Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. I'm your host, Marcus Mosher of Bleacher Report. You can find me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. And as you can tell, I'm a little banged up today. I had to take the day off to uh, to kind of recuperate, uh, to recuperate and work on my voice right now. I've kind of lost it, but that's okay. We're joined by the one and only uh, Landon McCool. He's going to carry us this episode because I have to carry no him boy. the rest of Yeah, I carry us the rest uh-huh. of the episode. It's okay. Sure, uh, you, sure. You can find him on Twitter at McCoolBTB. You can also listen to him on his show, the How About Them podcast, as well as the Locked On Cowboys, or the Locked On Cowboys podcast and the Blogging the Boys podcast. <sighs> Landon, how are you doing Good tonight? Good Lord. Yeah, I'm better than you, apparently. So, <laughs> I'm struggling, uh, man. I, I, yeah, really. I guess I am going to have to carry the load on this one. We'll, we'll, it's fine. I, I'm not afraid of it, and uh, I, I'm all bulked up, and I, I got the ball high and tight. Let's do it. You know who isn't struggling is Ezekiel Elliott's legal team. They're doing very well, That's right. They're doing Uh, very well right now. (laughs) On Tuesday afternoon, a federal judge in New York granted Ezekiel Elliott a temporary restraining order uh, against the NFL six-game suspension of his for domestic violence uh, accusations. Basically, all that means is Elliott will be able to play this week against the 49ers and potentially next week against the Redskins before we've got to do this all again. So really quickly, before we get into our preview of the Cowboys 49ers game. What are your quick thoughts on this Ezekiel Elliott uh, legal fight that we are in right now? Well, I mean, really, I would view this uh, just to kind of, you know, set expectations correctly. I would view it as a one week TRO. I wouldn't view it as two weeks because, I mean, it's, uh, it's good for two weeks, but that really is more just implying that the judge who was supposed to rule on it, Philalia, I think is her name. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, was actually on vacation, so the current judge just granted a, a, a TRO that's valid for two weeks. But um, that, I mean, that doesn't mean that it actually will last the two weeks. I think it's likely that uh, they'll uh, the Philalia, or however you say the name. I apologize if I'm butchering it. But the, the actual judge will get in next week, and they'll likely to have another hearing to rule on the PI, um, the preliminary injunction. So the t- the TRO is is in its name. It's temporary. Um, it, it's usually like for these kind of lengths of time, a week, two weeks, you know, uh, the preliminary injunction basically would hold off the court case, uh, barring appeal, uh, until, until the actual case, uh, well, I'm sorry, would hold off the suspension, uh, until the actual case is heard and, and then an actual ruling is made on, on the case. Um, so, but of course all of that is pending on appeals. So it's, uh. We, we, we basically all we know is that he's playing Sunday, really, again. So what's significant, I think, about this ruling is that you got another judge on record basically saying that there was uh, fundamentally flawed issues when it comes to the NFL's 
the, the way the NFL handled this investigation. So now you've a lack got, of fundamental fairness is the, correct. Is the, is the way to phrase it. Is the way that the legal term that they phrase fundamental fairness being uh, you know a kind of a, a nebulous term that, and I think that's really what the what the the important phrase is because it's there's a question as to which. You know, depending on what judge you are and your belief system in the law, whether fundamental fairness is a existing legal principle, I guess. It's not actually a, 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 a technical law or, or a common law or anything like that. It's more of just an idea of how uh, these sort of you know, uh, agreements come about. There needs to be a level of what they call fundamental fairness involved. And if not, then it can invalidate whatever uh, agreement that is you know, like a CBA uh, if, if, if it is not made that way. So I think the fact that it, and, and I'm sorry I interrupted you, but the fact that no, you're good. It, it, the fact that they brought that up in the um, in the TRO uh, again, it, it, I think shows. I think it's a good sign that that they're using those words and that that they determined that they felt like t- that fundamental fairness uh, had. They even said it in the in, in the ruling that the fundamental fairness has a place in labor labor agreements. So uh, that I to me. I mean, I could be wrong, and, and, and I was just talking about this on Twitter right before we got on, but to me, that's a huge, huge thing. Because this is the court that, that ruled on uh, def- the deflate gate and that they were hoping to get to in order to uh, uh, to get that sort of legal precedent. And if this if this judge who's involved in this court um, is saying that, that uh, fundamental fairness uh, exists in, in labor agreements, uh, I think that that is likely uh, uh, a good sign for the NFLPA and, and Zeke side, uh, but we'll see. All right, let's talk about football. What do you think? You good with that? Yeah, please, please. All right, so let's go ahead and we're gonna today. We're gonna preview the Cowboys' offense against the 49ers' defense, and we're gonna talk a little bit about uh, how Ezekiel Elliott and the Cowboys' rushing attack may be able to get back on track in this matchup. Now. Uh, their left defensive end, Eric Armstead, broke his hand last week, and he actually has been placed on IR. And that might be a bigger loss than what people think because they really don't have another true 3-4 defensive end or, or excuse me, a true base left end on the roster. They could move to force Buckner over there, but he's playing so well inside as a almost like a three technique that I doubt they're going to move him. Um what do you think about this Cowboys rushing attack? Do you think that they can take advantage of the 49ers front? They're going to be without uh, Reuben Foster likely again. No Eric Armstead. They released Navarro Bowman last week. It's a unit that's only given up 3.7 yards per carry. But do you think the Cowboys can find success against the 49ers this week on the ground? I do. I mean, I, I think that, um, you know, look, I think that we've seen the trend of the of the running game start to head back in in the correct direction. Um, I think as the, the the weeks have gone on, they started to, to kind of tighten things up a little bit. Um, so I'm hoping that you know they're not going to take a big step back from last week and just kind of continue along that path of where they were. Um, and and I think that they can take advantage. Uh, I mean, especially with without Armstead. I mean, that that really is, I agree, a huge loss uh, to their defense. And if you watched uh, the, any of the game uh, um, against. Uh, uh, who was it? They they just played. It wasn't Los Angeles. It was Washington. Washington. Um, yeah. Yeah. They. You know. He he was definitely getting penetration at different points uh, throughout the game and making tackles and and uh, you know I think at one point they uh, very very unwisely put a tight end on him uh, and I think he got like a six yard tackle for loss. So um, 
Yeah, I think that, you know, they, they don't have a ton of, of talent on this defense, but that front line uh, has some has a couple of different guys who can do some things, I think. Yeah, and really quickly, I want to talk about DeForest Buckner because he is really that one stud that they have on defense. Uh, so far through, I believe they're through six games right now, he has the second most uh, pressures for interior defensive linemen behind Aaron Donald. He has the third most quarterback hits. I mean, he has just turned into a monster on that front. So if the Cowboys can handle Buckner, I'm not too concerned about the rest of their defensive line. Uh, they've got Elvis Dumerville, who they kind of rotate in on passing downs. Uh, Earl Mitchell and DJ Jones are kind of just journeyman type of players. Solomon Thomas, the third pick in the draft, has played well, um, but I think you can still expose him on the ground. But the guy that you really have to watch for is DeForest Buckner because he is an absolute animal Uh, Let's talk a little bit about the Cowboys passing attack in this one. Uh, I don't love the 49ers cornerbacks, but I really don't (laughs) love their linebackers without Reuben Foster in the game. Uh, There might be two former Cowboys starting at linebackers in this game, and Dakota Watson and Mark Nazacha possibly could start as the middle linebackers. Where do you think the Cowboys can look to expose the 49ers in their passing attack? Well, is Ray Ray Armstrong out? I'm sorry, I shouldn't be asking questions I don't know the answer to. Because uh, I, I feel like he might get some looks in there as well uh, if he's not. But I, uh, but I, uh, it, it, I, but I hadn't heard if he was if he had been injured or anything like you that. You go ahead and talk. I'll, this um, is great radio. I'll, I'll figure that out for yeah, you. Yeah, I know, right? Well, I, I think I, I definitely agree. I mean, I think that if you look at um, some of these guys that they have running out there, Dakota Watson was a guy that was, that they were getting looks at. Mark and Zacha, like you mentioned. Um, but but also some other guys that y- you may know um, that you may uh, that you may uh, uh, have heard if you're you know follow us on draft Twitter time um, you know guys like Eli Harold who was a uh, who was a very highly thought of That's guy coming cat. out as yeah well I mean now he's playing Sam linebacker for uh, a, a, and he's playing terribly um, so <laughs> and uh, you know, they're starting Brock Coyle. Uh, uh, yeah, well, I mean, you know, he doesn't have a spot. That's his problem. Um, and, and then Brock Coyle, like, starting this middle linebacker. And then I thought that Ray Ray Armstrong, uh, I mean, who got some snaps last last week when I was watching, but I don't know if, you know, the former uh, converted safety, uh, I think he played at the University of Miami. So, um, uh, yeah, anyways, I, I just I think that uh, I think that those guys are just – yeah, it's a really not great group, and, um, and and again, like if I think the strength of, of being able to stop the run on this defense is the fact that you've got, I mean, Solomon Thomas is playing right defensive end for them. You know, like they've got some big guys who are athletic playing defensive line. I mean, I I I don't know that they're you know I think that's why they could probably play the run pretty well is because you know even though they're all athletes, they're also all big and strong. Um, so uh, I, I think running against them may be may be difficult. Um, so, uh, but and without our Eric Armstead, that's just one less uh, you know kind of body that can uh, uh, eat up uh, gaps. So I, I, there could be a little bit better uh, movement. And then you know I think the 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 the, the fact that the linebacking core is so beat up is is not going to be great because if, especially if they're able to get to the second level with some of these blocks, uh, I, I have a, a good feeling about what Zeke can do uh, against the rest of these guys that uh, that are trying to clean up. All right, let's pause to talk to you guys about my bookie. 
MyBookie has been in the business for years, and their rep is rock solid. They do 100% cash bonuses, so off the bat, you're making money for doing absolutely nothing. And they have the fastest payouts, seriously, just two business days. I would only recommend a service that has been great to me. That's why I'm urging you guys to make your way to MyBookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and an all-new mobile site that makes wagering on the go a breeze. If you join now, MyBookie will match your deposit with an up to 100% bonus. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. So I want to talk about those defensive backs for a second. I like their safeties. I like uh, I like Tart, as I pronounce his last name, I believe. Yeah. Uh, they've yeah. got Eric Reed, who's really like their strong safety. And Jimmy Ward does a little bit of everything for him. He'll come down and play in the slot a little bit. They've got three really good guys there, but their cornerback situation is awful. They've got Rashard Robinson is their number one cornerback. Dante Johnson, Kwan Williams will play in the slot a little bit. Uh, they signed Leon Hall, I believe, last week. He could potentially mm-hmm. be a slot cornerback. I think that's an area that the Cowboys have to expose. Uh, I believe that this is going to be another game where Dez has an opportunity to take over. I kind of expect the Cowboys to try to get Dez involved early. But what did you see when you were watching the tape on these cornerbacks? Do you think this is a spot that the Cowboys can and should be able to beat them at? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think uh, I definitely think that that you know, despite the fact that, uh, and I agree that I, I I do like what is going on with uh, uh, Tart. I, I think that Jimmy Ward has played uh, pretty well as well. Um, I, uh, but you're right. I think that there is definitely some, some areas of, uh, of weakness in the cornerback position. And, and I think that, that they, uh, they definitely have, uh, some, some very targetable, um, uh, people on, on that level that aren't going to be able to match up. Um, you know, I, I like, like, I like Tart and I think, I mean, I could be wrong, but I mean, he's, he's, he's usually the guy that's dropping down in their nickels situations or two is right like he's right isn't he kind of their nickel back as well so yep. yeah i i like him but i don't know that i like him um against beasley you know against that and i i i think that you know all these guys are probably going to struggle um against des i mean i i think rashad robinson is is a you know you look at a more athletic um he he could definitely be the kind of guy who could give uh, Dez some issues? Um, you know, he's like that type of player, but I, I don't think he is of that level to do it. So um, I, I think that, that that he'll be able to take advantage, especially if he moves around a little bit. Um, and and I think that you know, look, I, I I think that if you get this team going with uh, with play action, they're you know their linebackers are going to have problems, and you're you're just going to get a, a lot easier windows underneath uh, for, for your, you know, play action and for, for slants and that sort of thing, because these guys are just going to be kind of start stopping all over the place. So, uh, and, and it's basically what that means is that you're going to put these cornerbacks in a very, very difficult situation. So, um, I, I tend to think that it's going to be a, a, a good place to, uh, uh, get some safe, easy yards. And, um, and, 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 you know, even if the run game isn't running, working the way you want at first, because they may be focusing on that, I think you're going to be able to back them off pretty quickly um, by getting some easy completions against these guys. Cause I just don't know that I mean, they may be able to uh, stop the run or stop the pass, but I don't think that they're going to be able to do both effectively at the same time. 
Now, if you had to guess, do you, do you think that they're going to try to be big inside and they're going to probably try to play Buckner inside with Solomon Thomas as one of the ends to try to make sure that the Cowboys can't run the ball? Or do you think they're going to try to maybe play some of those guys like Elvis Dumerville and Eli Harold more on the outside to get more of a pass rush? What, what are your kind of your, what are your, what's your gut telling you on this one? My gut tells me that they're probably going to try and, and at least early really bulk up and stop the run. I, you know, I, they've been playing Thomas at right defensive end at times, and um, which is that doesn't seem like his it, natural it, position. It really doesn't. I mean, it, it certainly was uh, of the four defensive line spots. It was it would definitely be maybe the last place I would put him um, because I don't I don't think I even my issue with him coming out is that I always felt like he was. He was one of those defensive ends that you kick inside on pass rushing downs, and I I don't know that I love that for well, a that's high like a curse word in first Dallas. round You pick. can't say that. Well, I you know, but I I think this guy is obviously way better than you know the the average one of those. But my point is is that uh, yeah, I, I tend to agree that I think you know he's going to do his damage in the pass game inside. He's going to do he's going to do a lot more damage in the run game on the outside. But I think he struggles on the opposite sides of those. So I think he'll struggle to try to rush the passer from right defensive end against Tyron Smith especially. I think he'll struggle to stop the run if he's inside at offensive at defensive tackle. So, um, you know, look, I, I think that th- these guys, uh, with when, you, when Eric Armstead is in there, which unfortunately for them that he's not, they have a good, young, athletic group of defensive linemen um, who can I think are still kind of on the rise. I think Buckner is still an ascending player. I think Thomas is, you know, clearly just a rookie. I just don't know that they are gonna be able to do everything that they need to do. I mean, in order for them to win this game, they're gonna need to dominate this game. And I don't know that they're gonna be able to do that against this off our offensive line in both the run and the pass game, especially with, you know, the level of ineptitude just a level behind them. Yeah, so really quickly, I, I, I agree with you. I think they're going to try to really focus in on stopping the run early in this game. That's why I'm kind of expecting the Cowboys to either be super pass-heavy to start this game, to try to get him out of those big fronts or to take advantage of those big fronts, or expect them to utilize play action a lot. Because like we talked about earlier, those are some young, inexperienced linebackers, and you've got guys shifting all over the place. And and really quickly, I, I watched Ruben Foster in the first game, and he, I think he only played the first quarter, but, man, he's a good player. When when he gets back on the field, their defense is going to look much different, similar to the way Dallas is going to look once Sean Lee gets back on the field. But I expect the Cowboys to try to take advantage of those linebackers in play action, try to get them sucking down close to the, to the line of scrimmage and try to take advantage over the middle. Um, really quickly, and we'll get you out on this one, where do you think – maybe the biggest weakness for the Cowboys offense on against this defense could be. Is there one spot that you're a little concerned about when it comes to the 49ers on Sunday? Uh, as far as this matchup goes, I mean, I, I, I think that this is a, uh, it's, it's pretty. It's a pretty big mismatch, but but I do think that I mean, as far as like specific areas of concern, um, I, I do worry about you know again like I like Eric Reed and I like Jimmy Ward. I think and 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 Tart. I think those three guys you know can do some things in the back end, um, and I think that you know Reed is a playmaker, so you you worry about him. I don't know causing a fumble, you know, making an interception, something like that. Um, you know, that's. I think those are all things are, are possible. I do worry about Buckner, um, depending on where who, where he's lining up and who he's going against, because I think that you know uh, we don't 
at this point, I think it looks like Green is going to come back in and start at left guard. So I, I yes. think that you know, to, <laughs> Team to, Green. Depend, but at this at this point, either way, like I mean, Martin hasn't exactly been Martin so far this no, season. No. So I, I'm not necessarily. Yeah, and neither is Frederick. So I'm just saying, like, I, 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 yeah, I have some concerns with Buckner inside because he's because of, of his athleticism and, and and he causes issues. So and his length, um, his but, length is fantastic, and he knows how to yeah. use it as well. Yeah, um, I, that's why I tend to think that they're, um, you know, well, I think you're going to see more inside zone, more um, power running because I think that these guys where they're not going to win is leveraging our offensive linemen. In 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 straightforward. Now I, I don't I don't know that I would run wide zone. I don't know you no. know because I think that these guys like are big, but they're athletic enough to run with them. So I would just I would have my guys trying to double team guys like uh, Mitchell and Buckner and then pushing them off the ball and getting to the second level and and destroying a guy named Brock Coyle, who is their <laughs> starting middle linebacker. Starting middle linebacker Brock Coyle. Sounds like, sounds a, like linebacker, a, a, a made up, linebacker. Yeah, a made up middle linebacker name. So, uh, yeah, no, I think that I think that's what they got to do. They got they got to run at these guys, and uh, and because otherwise, I think you know you're, you're asking for DeForest Buckner to just destroy your your wide zone plays on the backside pursuit. All right, that's it for today's show. This edition of the Locked On Cowboys podcast was brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Get into all the action with MyBookie where they'll match your deposit with an up to 100% bonus. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON to activate that offer. And make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Hit us up with a five-star review. And if you leave a review and your Twitter handle, you'll be eligible to win a free Pro Football Focus Ed subscription. We'll be back on Thursday to discuss the Cowboys defense against the 49ers offense and talk about that great C.J. Bethard that's going to be starting against them. We'll, we'll have to really get into the tape and watch him this week. So thanks for tuning in. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. Is democracy in danger or decline? Condoleezza Rice, William Galston, and Carlos Gutierrez and others take on this question in the fall edition of The Catalyst, a journal of ideas from the Bush Institute. Surveys show Americans place less trust in institutions like the media and business. Others contend America has faced far more challenging periods and emerged strong. Leading policymakers, Bush Institute experts, and respected journalists take on this debate. Read about it at bushcenter.org catalyst.